Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready here. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome back to another week's edition of Raps on TV. Uh, we've had a great weekend of boxing. Daniel Dubar bursting, bursting and pounding Tom Not So Little. We had O'Hara Davis coming back from under the bus and pulling a great performance in and knocking out Kamanga. And also we had the Josh Taylor fight with some uh, uh, controversial scorecards at the end. I'm here with my uh, colleague Tom who's going to t- tell us about the guests on our show tonight and what else to expect. Great to be back, Anam. Thanks for having me in again. Um, yeah, i got a stat show tonight. i uh, got two star signings from the MTK Global Stable. Uh, been phenomenal rise of MTK recently. Uh, the management company's uh, gone through the roof. Been signing some top uh, talents all across the country. Um, obviously, they've branched out. They've got MTK London, MTK Scotland, uh, MTK Northern Ireland and... Uh, Two of uh, tonight's guests, uh, we've got two unbeaten super lightweight prospects in Jack Catterall, 21-0, and Tyron McKenna, 16-0, facing off against each other this weekend on the Michael Conlon homecoming card. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to having these guys in, uh, telling us about their training camp preparations. Um, Obviously, this fight was on uh, four weeks' notice uh, with a pullout of Phil Sutcliffe Jr., who was meant to fight uh, Tyron McKenna originally on this card but uh, Jack Cudrell credit to him always steps up in big fights and uh, is willing to put it all on the line to put himself into a position to fight for a version of the world title so yeah back to you and Am yeah so let's talk about let's start off with Taylor Postel uh, which was a great 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 fight it was a WBC eliminator you know for, I think Jose Ramirez is the champion the WBC champion yeah um and, you know, it, it, for me, it turned out what it was. It was an up-and-coming, solid top prospect against, you know, a, in my opinion, still a serious contender, an, ex- an ex-champion, a 140-pound division champion, and one of the top champions, someone that a lot of people say Danny Garcia avoided and left the 140-pound division for. And it proved to be a phenomenal fight right from the start. You know, I was listening to Bunce on his uh, uh, Radio 5 po- podcast today, you know, and... You know, in his opinion, and in the opinion of his co-commentator, they, you know, they, they, they said, and the general consent was a lot of the, the majority of the rounds, the first five, were probably went to Postal, right? And it was a closely fought fight, you know. Yeah. And from the second half of the fight, I think Taylor done phenomenally well. The way he came back, he came back strong, a lot of strong body shots, and eventually it put down Postal in the tenth round, which really turned the fight round, in my opinion. You know, yeah, most and that, definitely. you know, that is what won the fight for me. You know. 
Then we've got the scorecards, which I thought was just, you know, it's a real stain on boxing. It was so unnecessary, you know, how, you know, it's just, how can you say, that does not reflect the fight at all. You know, the scorecards from all three judges reflect a situation whereby, you know, it was a dominant performance from Taylor and it clearly wasn't the case. And that's that's my assessment, Tom. I think, yeah, it's a definitely a shame, you know. Sort of, it seemed to be, to me anyway that the uh, the scorecard sort of overrode the uh, you know the fight itself. Post obviously coming over to Scotland, you know challenging an unbeaten prospect in Josh Taylor. It's been a phenomenal rise for the uh, professional ranks for Josh Taylor. You know he's come uh, had a you know this has probably been his biggest step up. You know fighting someone who's only lo- lost once, and that was to Terence Crawford, who's gone on to unify the uh, 140 pound division and move up to welterweight to uh, win a world title in that division. So. Yeah, credit to uh, both uh, fighters for the performances. And I think, you know, it was a close fight. Probably had it edging towards Taylor, um, maybe two or three rounds. But nonetheless, uh, Postal gave a great account of himself. And I just think, like, sometimes these kind of scorecards, you know, how wide they are, it kind of, you know, taints the reputation of the sport slightly. And it kind of takes away, you know, uh, judges are there to, you know, make their decision. Um, You know, we can't put the authority in the hands of the judges and uh but yeah just nonetheless it was a great fight and a great spectacle i mean the 140 pound division in the uk is absolutely buzzing at the moment you know we've got jack cattrall calling in later on um so we're going to pick up with him as well we've got tyron mckenna yeah but o'hara davis come back as well with a you know great 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 fight and josh taylor you know what he done as well we've got terry flanagan well, you know, how to describe the 140 pounds scene in the UK? Why have we got so many top fighters, and how many of them can go on to become world champions? Uh, it's really exciting at the moment, and um, to be honest, you know, you've got obviously all these uh, quality domestic uh, fighters, contenders, um, and then obviously we've had the announcement of the World Boxing Super Series uh, Super Lightweight Tournament for season two, and just to look at you know the scope of talent in the 140 pound division is you know to see you know some of these fighters are going to get their opportunity to fight on such a big stage. And um, like I mentioned in the uh, the intro, how uh, Cattrall's, you know, taken this fight on four weeks' notice against a quality operating Tyron McKenna, you know, not being beaten, tall, rangy, slick. Um, yeah, he's got, like, the attributes for both fighters coming into this fight, it makes for a great fight. And I just think the winner will have their sights on, you know, these massive fights without overlooking their opponent. But it's just a massive time for the 140-pound division domestically. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about O'Hara Davis as well. We can see, I can see we've got quite a few callers on the line and we've got Jack Cattrall coming on some 750s. So let's just, you know, we've got to flick through these topics quickly, get some callers on as well. Yeah. O'Hara Davis, what do you make of his performance? Yeah, great performance. I think uh, to get Kamanga out there inside two rounds, just sent out a strong statement to the rest of the, particularly the Frank Warren stable. You know, you've got obviously Jack Cattrall, um, you know, amongst the uh, Jamie Moore uh, camp, obviously Jamie Moore having fighters, uh, Carl Frampton having obviously Martin Murray and the uh, relationship they've made in the past uh, few months. And I just think obviously with Terry Flanagan suffering his defeat to Maurice Hooker, you know, the £140 division needs to be aware of O'Hara Davis's, you know, ability, not put aside all the, the nonsense and the trash talking uh, to sell himself for massive fights, but just the uh, the talent he has and the dangerous power he carries as well. I think mm. he's a massive threat to the division. We had also had we had Yard on the on the card as well. Anthony Yard, the beast from the east, um, one one in very very good fashion. Um, he's had two opportunities to fight for a world title now, you know, and his team and himself is is reiterating along with Frank Warren that they want to take their time. 
they want to develop the experience they want to learn their craft before they get to that level yeah. do you agree with the strategy and what they're implementing um I, to be honest i understand what uh, where tundi ajay is coming from obviously calculate it's making calculated steps towards uh, getting a shot at the world title um having a shot against someone like sergey kovalev this early on in his career you know he's only before saturday night's uh, fight against darius sec he only had about 15 fights and i just think without having that amateur uh, pedigree behind him you know coming up the traditional sort of gb route um he needs to learn his apprenticeship you know he needs to learn on the job and i think having these step ups in a calculated fashion i think it's definitely gonna stand him good set in the future these fights will be inevitable once he starts to progress uh, through his career and um it's i think it shows the accolade that he has at the moment obviously putting in great performances and being deserved of a high WBO ranking and getting these shots at, mm. you know, the current world champions. Well, how do you compare him to the other like, heavyweights in the UK? The likes of Boetsy, you know, we've got Callum Johnson, you know, Jose Burton, Buglione even. Do you not think you should be fighting someone of that ilk now at this stage? I know Callum Johnson's got a world title shot with... Um, Baterbiev. Baterbiev. But, you know, at this stage, surely he should be testing himself, at, you know, with the top domestic level opposition, you know, to see where he stands at this stage now. Do yeah. you not think? Yeah, no, definitely. I think from a fan's perspective as well, we want to see these fights. But it's not just from a fan's perspective. I think a lot of fans are questioning that now. You know, look at Callum Johnson, right? You know, he's been given the opportunity to fight Baterbiev. Yeah. But I get he's 32 years old, you know, and he's taken his opportunities. He's taken it, right? Yeah, yeah I get Yarn's... Um, arguments as well but then you know with Yard they were making it as the greatest light heavyweight you know since Ali fought in the Olympics as a light yeah. heavyweight you know um, so given that you've had two opportunities you've not taken them now but at this stage now in his career he should be fighting the top domestic top top domestic uh, opponents yeah do you not agree? No yeah definitely and I think with obviously you know Joshua Boatsi the progress he's made in his uh, career so far um was he carrying on the uh, pedigrees had from the GB setup and uh, getting a fight with Ricky Summers this early on in his career? I think it's testament to the matchmaking from uh, Matchroom Boxing, and potentially that kind of discredits, you know, Frank Warren the way he's kind of um, pushing Anthony Yard along. Obviously, he has to, you know, take on the advice of Tony Ajayi's manager, but you know, this these are the fights where it's going to really stand him in good stead, f- having that experience cleaning up the domestic uh, scene and then pushing on to a European slash fringe world level uh, shot. So I can see the lines are buzzing today. You know, we've got 10 minutes before Jack Cattrall comes on. I think let's just get a couple of callers through. Uh, if we if we pour through 488, 488. Hello, 488. How's it going? It's uh, Dave from the uh, the Boxing Voice. Dave, how you doing, how you mate? Doing, Dave? How's it going? Yeah, good. Good. Long, long time. Long time, guys. Yeah, uh, yeah yeah. Um, yeah, I think uh, a fair assessment of uh, Ahara Davis. For me, I think he uh, one of the star performances of the night, to be fair, the way he just disposed of Kamega, mm-hmm. uh, sent him nearly three spinning. What, what a KO. Uh, absolutely fantastic. It's just unfortunate, isn't it, that his mouth gets into, uh, into a lot of trouble, uh, as opposed to and people don't look at his boxing ability and his brain that he's got. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Dubois, uh, another, you know, he, he did what he was supposed to do in there. Uh, a good test somewhere down the line would be him versus Joyce. I think that would be great. Mm. Um, both both Joyce and Dubois, similar sort of level. 
we've got a lot of great fights coming up, but um, and, a, and a lot of good talent. And, and with with Anthony Yard, uh, you guys are right. I think it's t- now time to test maybe at domestic level just to see who the best lightweight is, in, light heavyweight is in the country, and then maybe get ready for that world title shot. So I think he's quite ready for. Uh, Hundred percent, you know. I, I think I think you know. Criticism is slowly starting to build up with the fan base. You can see like the social media trends. You know, a lot of people are starting questioning yeah. now. You're starting getting memes with him all wrapped up in wool and stuff like that. You know, he can't be fighting another low-level, you know, opponent at this stage now. He needs to fight. You know, they've got to be making a fight like the Jose Burton at the moment. You know, they've got to be fighting that kind of top-level, you know, British title-level domestic opposition at this stage now and they start moving absolutely. But, but the, yeah absolutely I think the obstacle comes with the, with the TV promotional companies mm, I think that yeah. that's where the obstacles come he's probably ready to fight these guys they're probably ready to fight him but when it comes to you know Matroom and, and Queensbury and, and shaking hands we all know that you know deals like that they happen very rarely I mean look at Mayweather versus uh, Packer look how long that was in the making and that, that's a global that's a massive event mm-hmm. um so, yeah, it's just about shaking hands and, and making sure the promotional companies and, and everything like that is, is all sorted. And okay. I think that's what's blocking this happening. Dave, mate, thank you very much for calling in. We've got quite a few callers on the line today. We've got a couple of guests coming in 10 minutes. So, mate, thank you very much for your call and I appreciate you, mate. No problem. Thanks very much, care. Dave. Take care, yourself. mate. You too, mate. Bye. Cheers. Bye. 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 I've uh, got 251251. Hello. Two five one. How you doing? And how are you doing, Tom? How you doing? Yeah, good. Who's this? It's uh, D from Below the Bar. Hey, D. How you doing? D, how you doing, mate? Long time. Not too bad. Yeah, yeah, not too bad. Man. I have to catch up, man. Catch up. So, what do you want to talk about, mate? I think, in all honesty, the only important thing in world boxing news right now is this AJ and Wilder fight. Seems like it's falling through. Yeah, sum me up for us. Terrible, terrible. Sum me up. It's incredibly disappointing, you know. Well, sum me up for us, Steve. Terribly. I think the whole WBA mandatory thing is ridiculous, to be honest. I mean, come on. Mm. Um, with all due respect, they could quite easily tell the WBA, listen, we're fighting Wilder, isn't it? It's a unification. Well, I'm disputed. Yeah. I'm very sure that they're not going to strip him. If it was the IBF, I think, yeah, the IBF, they're quite strict. But the w, WBA, they're not going to strip a super champion. Yeah. And start on all that um, all that money that they'll make off, off the fight mm. to give hand the belt over to um, Povetkin, who's going to want to fight in Russia, and no one's going to want to go over there and fight him. But I just think it's ridiculous. I'm not hearing... I think anybody that's really knee-deep in the boxing game mm. will know that unification... Um, put, 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 they trump, they trump uh, mandatories all day long. Yeah. So I'm not buying none of this talk about oh, they have to fight um, Povetkin. I'm not hearing none of it. I think it's actually an insult to boxing fans and it's disgraceful. Well, this and is... the casual fans that don't know much buy into this garbage. Yeah. Uh, I would have to agree with you there, D. Yeah. You know, it is, I mean, I feel it's a complete insult to the, especially long-term fans where like... Um, you know, where, where, yeah. where you know people have supported AJ and matched him from day one, you know, and this is the fight that fans really wanted to see, you know. I mean, uh, no one yeah. wants to see Povetkin AJ, and we know what's going to happen with that. It's going to be no blasted out. Yeah, it's going to get blasted yeah. out every five or six rounds, you know. And it's a disappointment. Exactly. And, it's just, and when you get, you know, you get, you always get these fans that are still supporting Hearn on this. And I just don't understand. It's like, do you want to see the fight or not? You know, why are you, why are you supporting yeah. this? You know, it's, it's complete bullshit, this whole kind of the WEF... Uh, 
Uh, so you've got to get you've got to get the Povetkin fight made in the next couple of days, you know. Um, so exactly, it's completely garbage. completely agree with you, D. Yeah, it's terrible. And that's the thing, as you know, um, AJ is not only is he like one of the biggest stars in world boxing, but he's a super champion. They are not going to strip a WBA super champion. Okay. To, 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 to fight and uh, D, when no do you way. realistically? Uh, D, when do you realistically want to see this uh, Joshua Wilder fight? I know, like the fan base, you know, we all get bogged down in when we really want to see this fight happen. But realistically, from your standpoint, when do you think this fight will take place? I think it will take place next year, early summer, from what I'm seeing. And 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 there's some interviews. If you really go back. It seemed like that was always going to be the position. I saw an interview from Barry Hearn a while ago, and he was even saying that should happen next year. Yeah. So everything that I hear in between that means nothing. Right? There, there was no real intention of that fight happening yeah. this year. Yeah, it's I bad, mean, but it's, I think it's I mean the, the worst thing is the contract that was sent. I mean, Shelley Finkel, uh, you know, he maintained his integrity. He didn't release any of the data. But after this news came out, some of the news came out you know there was no location there was no venue there was no exactly. no date specified there was no rematch clause and the worst thing is right wilder took a fixed 15 million pound fee when we know this you know this exactly. this person's gonna be about 60 70 million you know it's, it's astonishing mate anyway d listen mate thank you very much for your call listen we've got jack catrell coming on in about three or four minutes so do stay on the line cheers for the support, well, 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 all right, the best mate. mate cheers mate thank you what about my ticket cheers uh, so we've got 561561. Five, Hello. Hello. Is that. Yes. What's going on, guys? What is, is that, Mr. Kojo? Kojo how you doing? Kojo, How yeah, you doing, Kojo? What's going on? I'm, I'm, I'm up to my armpits and nappies. Oh, no, we know. So, Kojo, uh, my, my, my co host here has been knocked out since the baby, you know, he's been knocked down in 10 I'm by the birth you. of his new baby, Afia. You know, how you doing? I'm telling you. Yeah, not bad, not bad. Just listening in. Um, thought you guys were making some really great points on the on the Taylor Postal thing. Um, I think it's quite interesting. Even Taylor himself has come out and said that the scorecards were terrible. So um, it's quite refreshing and quite rare that a boxer um, so it talks about that. Um, I guess the only thing I really wanted to talk about in terms of fights was um, uh, from last weekend. Uh, O'Hara Davis. I thought it was an interesting sort of uh, performance from him, to be honest with you, because um, it was a devastating tale. Um, I didn't really think he had that in him. Um, it's been a while since you guys, I guess we've seen him knock guys out. He usually tries that, uh, you know, slick approach, you know, and wait his turn in terms of just throwing out the jab. But it's good to see him throwing some bombs. Um, and I really thought it was going to be a tough fight just from the press conference. Um, Flamengo seemed like he was really focused. You know, he seemed like, yeah, he, he talked to talk to this game. Um, but yeah, nonetheless, he did nothing. Um, yeah, just to kind of follow on with what D was saying, I think this whole Wilder Joshua thing, I mean, is boring. Um, I think the key thing now is that, you know, people just have to realize when Hearn's saying stuff, you really got to take it with a pinch of salt because mm, yeah. at the end of the day, the same things he was accusing the Finkels and the Wilders of the world, he's gone around and done with the contract. Um, and the timeline of this thing really kind of tells us that Povetkin was always always the option uh, interestingly enough I want to know whether it goes to post bid or does he have to or do they have to cave into uh, Povetkin's requirements because we know that he won't be able to beat um, in the, um, uh, Povetkin's team in a post bid so will they give him maybe 50% 40% 
a, a total split. So, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, looking forward to that. But yeah, hearing Wilder Joshua next year. So. Yeah, no, if I just, I'm going to refer back to a tweet that I saw, I saw from Paul Povetkin's manager months ago, right? And he, mm. you know, he wanted to fight in Russia, a bit like when they fought Deontay Wilder and they won the purse bid you know, with a massive bid of £5 million, right? You know, they completely okay. out blew the bid from Heyman. So I think that's you know he's already said he wants to fight in Russia, and so the negotiations are going to be tough, mate. They're gonna they're gonna go for a strong you know yeah. cut from 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 the purse, and if they don't get it, they're gonna force in the purse bids. I yeah. think that's what's gonna happen. So um, and uh, coach, just following yeah. on from uh, what you said there about um, you know the problems that has been made between the two uh, sides. I was just watching a um, interview with uh, Michelle Joy Phelps that she did with um, Deontay Wilder in the States. And he was saying that mm -hmm. somewhat uh, that Hearn's actually brainwashing Joshua, the fact that they're filling him with so much information that he actually he wants to fight. But they're sort of sidetracking away from all the different you know logistics that go with this being a massive fight. Do you agree with that? Um, brainwash. I don't agree with the term brainwash. Um what I would say is that I think they are advising him with more caution than they would do any of the previous opponents. Um, I don't think Joshua's scared. Um, I don't think Wilder's scared. Um, I think it's the businessmen that are kind of holding this up and the businessmen that Eddie Hearn and his father are, they see that they can earn a bit of money before getting to fight Wilder because mm. it is a risk. Mm. I know a lot of people won't want to admit it, but it is a risk. So I think, you know, you look at him fighting for Reckon next, which will be announced then he probably fights White at the end of this year. That's something he can easily get himself in shape for should Dylan White beat Parker. You know, that's, that's them increasing their bankroll. Um, and then you have Joshua, who's a bit more learned and is a bit more experienced with using the jab and then can go in and beat Wilder. So I think, look, at the end of the day, they have a game plan. I can't fault them for it. I guess for me, it's just Wild, uh, her and just too slimy. But yeah, I don't think he's brainwashed at all. Yeah, I think yeah. he, he, they, they brought into the vision. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, so rambling, but yeah, I think, yeah. So, coach, we've got we've got a guest on the line, Jack Cattrall. So, mate, listen, thank you for joining. Yeah, no Stay on the line, mate. Cheers, coach. No Cheers, bye. So, so we've got our first guest of the evening, Jack Cattrall, twenty-one and old. You know, expert sparring partner of Floyd Mayweather for the Manny Pacquiao fight. Jack, just want to say a big thank you for coming on the show. Hello, how are you doing? Yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolute pleasure, mate. Hey, then, Jack. It's uh, Tom here. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Um, you know, we're just talking through, um, you know, the credit that you should be given for taking uh, this fight on such short notice. And I just think it's a testament to your to your character and uh, wanting to put it all on the line this Saturday night. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the fight the fight got proposed uh, pretty much straight after the last fight. And obviously, <clears throat> I didn't get the the fight I wanted last time so kind of expecting the call uh, again it's a great fight so it made sense for me uh, was in good shape it was a perfect time scale really so I jumped at the opportunity yeah and um, just uh, pushing it back to your uh, ninth professional fight you obviously boxed for the uh, southern area title won that in good fashion against Nathan Brewer um, could you talk to us central about area. <laughs> central area sorry my bad yeah, um, central area yeah, so could you just talk through us uh, your progress since then and the progress you've made to get to the point you are today? Yeah, it's, uh, it's been a joyful ride. I think, like many people say, boxing is a marathon, not a sprint. Uh, I won a central area title uh, against Nathan Bruff. And I think I was in a similar position back then. I got offered uh, the stalker fight with four, four, four and a half weeks' notice after the Bruff win. 
uh, again took the opportunity come through that and then uh, had a mix of good fights after that Fo- Fox, uh, a few different international opponents uh, and then the back end of last year obviously picked up the British title and uh, I'm, I'm where I am today now looking forward to Saturday getting over to Belfast and uh, putting a good fight on for everybody mm. So Jack the first time I saw you was probably about three or four years ago maybe even five years ago on, on, on Box Nation right and uh, I think you just came back yeah. from Mayweather's <laughs> gym and you were yeah you've been interviewed by Steve Bunce right so I thought let me re- let me research ah. into that because I don't think a lot of people know that about you, right? And I'm going back quite you know quite a while back. You came on Box Nation, yeah. And um, so I looked at that again a couple of days yeah, ago. Yeah. And uh, are we right in saying you were his sparring partner for the Pacquiao fight? Yeah, I'd done some rounds with him. Uh, yeah, went I mean, over there. <coughs> was out there for quite a few weeks. It was uh, it was really good. I mean, that must have been a phenomenal experience. You know, how did you get involved in that? And how did you get aspiring with Floyd Mayweather? And why is, you know, why is it more people don't know that about you? Yeah, at the time, it was uh, my manager at the time knew somebody who knew somebody in the gym. Mm. Uh, he said, listen, you get a flight over there. You're not necessarily going get, to get to spar. So we took the chance, went over. Uh, and there was a number of aspiring partners, probably 10, 12 sparring partners. Uh, so I geared up, and I think it was the the second week I was there. Uh, he said, "Yep, called him up." So I got got the rounds in, and for a couple of weeks after that, I managed to get a couple of rounds a week with him. Uh, he was firing a lot of different sparring partners, but for me, it was massive. It was it was a whole lot of learning. I was only God, I must have been like twenty, twenty one at the time, so uh, quite overwhelming. The gym, there was a couple hundred people in the gym, mm. and everybody ranting and raving. So. But no, I changed the opportunity, and on the back of that, I got the call to go go over to uh, San Diego to spar Canelo Alvarez for oh, wow. the James Kirkland fight. Oh, yeah, really? So, wow, wow. Uh, we fought a flight. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. Did you ever get involved? You know, he's got that thing, the dog box. What does he call it? You know, where they just spar. The dog house. The dog house, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you ever get involved in the dog house? Yeah, when, when Floyd sparring, it was kind of like, he is the dog, so it was like we was in the ring, and then there was no bell. It was like time. If, if he was, uh, if he was doing well. It felt like the rounds were getting cut short. But mm. if he was, if he was on top, I think one of the rounds that I did was the seven minutes. Wow, wow, seven so, minute round, yeah. And is, is yeah. That, and is that like relentless or is it paced? Oh, it's all it's all paced. It's nothing too crazy. But mm. I think it's that that's the dog he is. If he, mm. he's got a coach in the mm. ring, but if he's feeling good, he's on top. He wants that round to carry on, but. If you catch him with a few punches and it's been a couple of minutes, he'll, he'll have his little break. Yeah, I mean, that, man, what an amazing experience. Chain a ring with Floyd Mayweather. Just imagine that, you know. And uh, Jack, what One was... the scrapbook. Yeah, One 100%. Scrapbook. And Jack, just uh, following on from, obviously, the experience you've had at such a reputable uh, gym, uh, in the Mayweather gym, uh, what was the experience like in terms of being face-to-face with Floyd Mayweather? Like, what was his uh, character like? And what was it like being around such... Um, prestigious names in and out of the gym yeah quite mad really obviously I, I don't know if you've been to the gym but in the gym there's that many people that are kind of mind me on business I'm like that anyway so yeah uh, you didn't really get to have a chance to have a conversation or nothing with him. you was literally in the gym you do your warm-up and then you line up and then you might get picked you might not get picked you'll finish off your workout you do your sparring and once he'd finished, he'd wrap it up, do his training and fire off. There were no, it, it was like, 
it would just literally sparring. You didn't get to chat to him or nothing. Uh, on the flip side of that, when I went to San Diego to spar, Alvarez, that was brilliant. He put us up for two weeks uh, up at one of his houses where the gym is. Yeah. After the gym, he'd cook some food. He'd, obviously, I don't speak uh, speak Spanish, but uh, yeah, it was that was quite nice. He'd spend a little time with you. You know, we always see um, fighters going over to Vegas, uh, Jack, you know, all the time. Yeah, um, do, you, do, I mean, do fighters ever get a chance to enjoy Vegas or is it quite a Spartan regime? You're there, you're sort of like sparring, you're training, you're watching your diet, going back home, sleeping, resting, eating at the right time, going back to the gym. Is it a bit like that or do you ever get a chance to really go out and enjoy yourself in Vegas? I think more than anything, it's just about being in a different environment. It's obviously... I'm comfortable training at home, but a lot of fighters, I guess, need to travel about and be away from home to be sacrificed and be disciplined. But again, when I was out there, I was in training camp for a fight. Uh, so for me, it was literally gym, eat, sleep. And then at the weekends, it was nice to be in a different city, different country and be able to, to go and have a walk and see new things. But apart from that, it's, uh, it was just uh, work, work, work. And uh, Jack, I mean, like listening to what everyone said about you in terms of uh, sparring partners and, uh, you know, they've always said that you've got world-class attributes and obviously having shared the uh, the ring with Mayweather and Canelo Alvarez, how much has this brought you on in uh, your professional career and, um, you know, that experience, the tips and advice they gave you um, in between spars and, yeah, how has that sort of elevated you in your in your career so far? Yeah, it's, it's brilliant. It brings you on loads more than anything. I think it's a it's a confident booster. Like I've, I've sparred a lot of uh, world champions over here. I've sparred Kel Brook and Mia Khan in America. I've sparred them. So I think once you once you've been in them situations, it helps you grow as a fighter. Yeah. But then you, when you're back in your gyms over at home, there's although you want to always do good and be good, there's, there's you've, you've felt the pressure at the maximum. So it's kind of like it brings it down a little bit. And you can really focus and get to work. Yeah. Yeah. Um. T- tell us about you know the 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 mentality uh, you know and the and the atmosphere in in the gym and you know sparring and being in in the same camp as people like Carl Frampton and Martin Murray and having someone like Jamie Moore training training you. What, what what's the, what's the general mood like in the gym? Is it always quite positive? Is it like you know the fighters pushing each other all the time to get to the top? Yeah, it's been brilliant last couple of months since I've been there. Everybody's really positive, but obviously uh, people on the outside might see the social media and there's always a laugh and a joke going on, but aside from that, hard work does get done. And for me, it's brilliant. Being at the side of them type of fighters, I'm always asking them questions, learning new things, and there's a lot of uh, a lot of good fighters in the gym and we're all rubbing shoulders, watching each other, helping each other, so uh, real positive attitude. Yeah, and uh, Jack, just uh, moving on now to uh, see fight week this week. Um, coming up against another unbeaten um, fighter in your division, uh, Tyron McKenna. Um, what's uh, preparations like been uh, for the fight? And obviously, you've been out in Spain with a lot, uh, Jamie Moore stable. See, surrounded by two weight world champion Carl Frampton. Uh, obviously, Martin Murray had his fight on the weekend. What's uh, preparations been like for the fight this weekend? Yeah, they've been really good. Uh, I had the fight May 19th. Before that, I boxed uh, March 31st. So, been in the gym a while. Been looking after my body. Uh, yeah, it's been really straightforward. Just been listening to what I'm told, learning new things, training hard, living right. Uh, everything's 
falling together for perfect time for this fight. I know it seemed like a obviously Tyrone was scheduled to fight Phil Sutcliffe and that fell through unfortunately, but yeah. fortunately enough for me, I got the call. I was in a good place at the time, and I think uh, I think it was good really because if the fight was any further away, I'd been in the gym a long time, but it was kind of like boom, 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 and it'd be. I'm just excited to get over to Belfast tomorrow and uh, look forward to the fight on Saturday. Yeah, and you just mentioned that obviously Phil Sutcliffe uh, Jr. was meant to, was scheduled to fight Tyrone McKenna um, on the original card. And um, what's like obviously taking this fight on four weeks' notice? What gives you the uh, the confidence that you can uh, get the job done uh, this weekend? Obviously, Tyrone McKenna is going to have to you know sort of change his um, have changed his preparation slightly, obviously for a new style. Um, yeah, so like, how how what gives you the confidence that you uh, get the victory on Saturday night? Yeah, I'm filled with confidence. Uh, a lot of people say, obviously, I got the call at four weeks' notice, but uh, I was in the gym, I've been training, I've been ready, I was in shape. So for me, it wasn't really a late call. If it was a fight that was just a bit sooner than normal normal uh, time scales you get given for a fight. But uh, like I said, I've, I've spoke to Tyrone in the past. There's a lot of respect there for Tyrone, but at the same time, I believe I'm a better fighter. Uh, yeah. I believe uh, I've got the attributes to beat him. Uh, whether he wants to box, whether he wants to fight. So, like, more than anything, I just want to get over there now and uh, really put on a performance. How do you think the fight's going to go, Jake? How's it going to go? How's Tyron going to fight you? Uh, there's the, the different, many different ways he, he could come on the back foot, on his jab, moving around the ring. I, I know I've watched him fight where he likes to come forward and have a turn up. So, mm. I mean... That's what Tyrone wants to do, but I'm not focused on what Tyrone wants to do. Mm. Uh, I'm focused on me, and I know what, what I need to do when I get in the ring, and uh, that, that's what I'm doing. So you're both fighting on Michael Conlon's homecoming. You know, it's going to be a big boost with the, within the Irish community. Everyone's going to be buzzing for it. You know, Tyrone is obviously Irish as oh, well. Buzzing for it. Yeah, buzzing does, for does, it. That, does, that, does that affect you in any way? Or, you know, you, you just mentioned that you're buzzing for it. Are you excited going away to fight? Yeah, I know that the Irish people love love the boxing. Again, loads of people are real love the boxing, and I think it's appreciated a good fight like this. I mean, like normally replacement fights. If Tyrone, if I'd not accepted the fight, who knows who Tyrone would have boxed? So hopefully, everybody can support the fight. Got quite a few people coming over supporting me, but more than anything, I think like the reaction from social media and speaking to people. Uh, had a brilliant reaction so I mean I know Tyrone's been training hard I see it on the social media likewise I've been training hard so yeah. hopefully for the people turning out it's a brilliant show loads of good fights on so yeah it'd be good and um, just uh, looking at this fight strategically uh, Jack um, obviously Tyrone's got quite you know he's got quite long arms long reach awkward style slick um, how are you going to negate his uh, long reach um, to make sure that your uh, strengths pay off on the night I'm not giving it away. He could be listening in. You'll have, yeah. to wait till, you'll have to wait till Saturday and see. <laughs> you're, you're, you're right there, Jack. Mr. McKenna has just joined the caller, caller's line. I can see him. So, yeah, you don't, you don't want to give away too many secrets. <laughs> yeah. So, Jack, yeah, that's telling the secrets. Yeah, so, Jack, uh, you know, the £140 division is buzzing in the UK. You know, you've got the... Everyone's talking about you, you or Tyrone, whoever wins fighting O'Hara Davis. Is, is that something you'll be looking at? Is, is, is that definite? Is that someone you'll be targeting next if you win this fight? There's been a lot of talk 
more so from everyone else than me about about the O'Hara Davis fight. But uh, like I said to and people that normally know, I've not showed any disrespect like that. I've got a fight on Saturday, and uh, that's all I'm thinking about right now. Another fight's been proposed for the future. Sure. Do you know what I mean? But right now I'm not focused on on winning the fight on Saturday. Yeah. And then I'll be open to whatever fights after that. I've never turned down a fight. I've never been shy. Again, I've got a fight. I'm not looking further than Saturday night. Sure. No problem. And uh, Jack, just to finish off, um, obviously we saw uh, a few weeks back Terry Flanagan uh, lose his WBO title to Maurice Hooker. So coming over from the States, um, there's a lot of speculation that that could have been a potential fight, albeit you come through uh, Saturday night. Um, is the Maurice Hooker fight something you're going to look to target? Um, obviously without overlooking Tyron McKenna this weekend, but is that something you, uh, you'll seek to get uh, by the end of the well, year? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's got a world title, so that, I mean that's where we all want to get to. Uh, I'm right, ranked high in the WBO. He's got the WBO world title, and from from what I seen, I didn't I see him beat Terry, but I didn't see nothing special in him. So yeah, I think uh, I would be confident in that fight. Definitely, again, going back to saying, listen, I've got a fight on Saturday first, but 100, percent I would love to fight Marie Soccer. So Jay, just want to say good luck uh, for this upcoming weekend. Um, you know, I'm going to probably say the same thing to Tyron as well. Just want to say thank you so much for giving us the time of day. You know, uh, to come onto our show, really, really appreciate you, mate. Yeah, it's great to have you on the show, uh, Jack, no, and uh, wish you all yeah, the best for, for Saturday night on. and uh, the rest of fight week. Hope it all goes well for you. Cheers, mate. Thank you very much, Jack. Oh, nice one. Thank you Cheers. very much. Cheers, Cheers mate. mate. Pleasure to have you on. Take Cheers, care, mate. mate. Thanks. Bye. Bye. So guys, we've got uh, Tyrone Tyrone McKenna, 16 and 0, um, due to fight uh, previous guest Jack Cattrall on 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 this Saturday Saturday on Michael Conlon's uh, homecoming. Tyrone, thank you very much for coming to the show. All right, no problem. Good to be here. How's it going, Tyrone? It's uh, Tom here, uh, uh, co-host uh, to Anam. How's it going? All good. All good. Just. I've run a few tickets, so not nothing special. <laughs> so, uh, so Jack, uh, so so so, so Tyrone, I've been reading up at your uh, background. You know, you come from a background where a lot of people are involved in boxing. Uh, you know, a lot of people from your yeah. area get into boxing. How does that background help you in this? You know, since boxing is obviously a very very tough sport. You know, there's a lot of discipline required. You can't eat what you want to eat. You know, it's like a Spartan lifestyle. Yeah. You know, wake up in the morning and go running when everybody's sleeping. How you know? How does your background help you? You know, if, you know, being with the likes of Paddy Barnes and etc. And how, how does that help you in this fight? Paddy, Paddy Barnes ruins it. He ruins it. <laughs> does it? Why does he ruin so, it? Nah, he killed me. Great being with you know, just being around then kind of professionals and, and people's been been to the Olympics and stuff. Mm. Uh, Michael Connell and, and and Paddy Barnes and even Carl Frampton and stuff. Mm. Um, just to see the way they train, right. and how professional mm. they are to it, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and taking taking all the positives into their training stuff, uh, doing it, implementing it into my training, my day-to-day -day life. So, yeah, it's perfect. and it's, You learn a lot from them. So, uh, Tyrone, I, I voted uh, for you to have uh, James Brown as your as your ring walk. Has, has, <laughs> has, uh, has the results of that come through? And have you selected your ring yeah. walk music? What is we, it? Uh, we added up all Instagram, Twitter and Facebook and uh, number one won it, Nina Simone. So, Nina Simone. Not your, not your choice. Ah. Nina Simone's good on it. Yeah. He's naked. No I think James Brown was better, mate. Uh, I think James Brown was better. Yeah, yeah I'd say, yeah. say James Brown. <laughs> I like all three. <laughs> 
So uh, James Brown next time. Next time. Yeah. So uh, Tyrone, just um, obviously going back to um, so you've been signed with MTK. Obviously a massive uh, you know degree of uh, talent yeah. that's come through the uh, the system there. Obviously growing as a management company, it's gone through the roof in uh, recent months. Um, what's it like being signed with MTK? And does it give you um, you know, does it encourage you that these fights domestically with other MTK fighters, you know, you've got the likes of O'Hara Davis, yeah, of does it kind of spur you yeah. on that you can get yeah. these big fights? Sorry, breaking up Can I? Oh, does... yeah. Um, yeah, 100%. Um, so my last, four of my last five fights have been against MTK fighters. So, it's something I'm used to. And uh, obviously, Jack Harrell's MTK and, 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 um, O'Hara Davies is MTK, so basically MTK has taken over over boxing. That yeah. certainly took over my weight. Most most Leywelders are MT, same MTK, all the big names. Mm. So um, it's good to be in an imagined company all under the same roof. So it makes these kind of big fights easy to to make. Um, normally you have clashes with two managers trying to outbid each other and 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 outprice each other, but that's not the case here. All the big fighters are with the same management company and. It makes things easy. Makes makes sand contracts easy. Yeah, and there's obviously a lot of uh, sacrifice and commitment that goes into camp. So you having it's quite a draining process yeah. having to make the weight. Obviously, you're quite naturally tall and massive for the weight. And um, in terms yeah. of uh, living with Paddy Barnes, what has the mood been like um, in the house? Obviously, since um, Paddy's been, um, you know. He's got his uh, world title shot against Rosales on the uh, yeah. August um, no, cards. There's a big, big, uh, there's a big buzz in the in the gym now. I mean, he's you know, we knew for a while that the world title was coming. Yeah. So there's been a buzz about the gym. We've been training very, very hard and bouncing off each other. I've got a new uh, a new fighter on board as well. That's Sean McComb. He's fighting on Saturday. He's yeah. a massive talent from Lamanshire. So we all know each other from growing up. It's like a wee family over. Um, we're all mates. We've all been mates for years, mm. all, all throughout the amateur days and stuff. So um, it's great to, to, to be, instead of just being alone, boxing's a lonely sport on it, but to have friends, the train with each day and, and the, the bounce off of each other, yeah, of uh, it's great and it's great buzz in the gym. Yeah. It makes everything a lot easier. Tyron, imagine Jack Cattrall was listening to this interview right now and you could send him a message. What, what would you mm. say? What would you say to him? Ah... <laughs> uh, does not underestimate me. Eh? What would you say? To stop or do not underestimate me. Do not underestimate. Yeah, I think he's underestimate. Jack, if you ever listen yeah, to the show tomorrow, do not underestimate Tyrone. Okay. Tell your bang up yeah. for this fight, yeah. Tyrone. Yeah, so, um, you know, yeah. we, we saw an interview that, you know, someone done or an article that was written on Boxing News 24 where you've said, you know, you never would want to put Carl Frampton in a position, you know, where he, where he basically gives yeah. you an insight, you know, about anything about Jack Cattrall, you know, uh, because, you know, you see, he yeah. gives you an unfair, you know, an, an unfair advantage, you know. So, you know, it's, it's like, you know, yeah. you know, it really shows what your integrity is about. A lot of fight, you know, a lot, a lot of that, you know, fight game happens, you know, they have spies in the camp sector and stuff like that. Um, yeah. You know, no. in terms of your uh, executing the game plan, you know, do you, what is your game plan? How do, you, how do you plan on beating Jack Cattrall on the night? <laughs> As Jack said earlier, I don't want to say too much. You might be listening in. Yeah, so, he might be. You know what? I'm just ready for anything. As I said before, if Jack wants a war, everyone knows I love a war. Yeah, if Jack yeah. wants to be tactical and be smart and try and have a boxing chess match, I'm ready for that. 
I've been all around the world in amateurs. I've, I've fought all different types of fighters, mm. small, tall, uh, heavy hitters, fast hand. I've, I've fought them also. My boxing IQ, my boxing brain, I believe, is better than his. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd, if he wants to have a test match, I'll have that. If he wants to have a war, I'll have that. I don't mind. Yeah, so this weekend's going to be massive Irish boxing. You know, Michael, you know, Michael Conlon's coming home. It's a bit like you know all the English fans after six-one winning, uh, drubbing of Panama. You know, it's, it's coming home. It's coming home. It's a bit like this. You know, Michael Conlon's coming home. It's going to be a big party uh, in Belfast. I think it's Odyssey Arena, isn't it? It's, uh, yeah, Odyssey yeah, Arena. Um, yeah. I mean, how do you feel? You must be buzzing for that, mate. You know. Yeah, it's not. It's not better than them fighting. Like, even the Clare Farmers shows is not like. The atmosphere in the, in the SSE arena uh, is electric. It's always is. When boxing, Belfast is a boxing city. Yeah. Uh, we love boxing. We always come out and support in massive numbers. And McConnell's no exception. I mean, thousands travel to, to New York to watch him fight. So now he's finally coming home. Uh, the Belfast, the public is going crazy. The, the tickets are flying out for the show. Um, support's crazy for it. It's an unbelievable undercard anyway without McConnell, but with McConnell telling the show, it's it uh, really brought a big buzz to, to the city this week. Yeah. And uh, Tyrone, what does it mean to you to be sharing um, the card with such a high-profile, obviously, Irish amateur in Mick Conlon? Obviously, having top rank come over, yeah. um, you know, given the uh, the city, the exposure. See, uh, Belfast boxing's booming at the moment. We've got so many, um, you know, world title uh, fights coming up. Um, obviously, as I mentioned, yeah. uh, Paddy Barnes. So yeah, is there, do you feel there's a, a, a really good vibe in the city at the moment uh, that boxing is coming back? Yeah, 100%. Every two months there seems to be a big show in Belfast. And it's not just like a, your ordinary boxing show. It's a massive show. It's a car from World Title Fit. So it's, it's Mick Hallen's homecoming or it's Ryan Burnett having a World Title Fit. Mm. And, and now Paddy Barnes having a World Title Fit and stuff. So it's not your ordinary shows, but every couple of months there's a huge show in Belfast. It's yeah. Just be, Riding the wave and, and getting on their shows and 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 fighting even even fighting the big names it's it's just brilliant uh just getting the yeah. big names over the water to fight you so not it wouldn't be every day that Jack Harrow would come over and fight me on a on an ordinary Belfast show but because it's a McCann massive massive show it's the draw that that brings the big names over and uh, uh, it's just bringing Bel uh, back to massive massive in Belfast. So, um, not to disrespect your opponent or anything like that, you know, and, and not, not to foresee the outcome of this fight, but on the assumption you did win this fight, I mean, the 140-pound division in the mm. UK, is, you know, it's packed. It's really is buzzing. You know, you've got the likes of Flanagan, O'Hara Davis, yeah. you know, you've got, yeah. uh, you know, Ricky Burns still in there. Um, Maurice so, Hooker, you've got to see the announcement of the, uh, the World Boxing Super Series today uh, for Season 2, so... Yeah. Is that uh, your ambition to uh, see without overlooking Jack this weekend? Is that your ambition to maybe get a spot in that World Boxing Super Series and target these massive fights? Of course, everyone wants to be in the World Series. I mean, the last one was unbelievable to watch. They just had the best fight and best, and all the world titles were for grabs. So I think that's what everyone in every division wants to be in World Series. The biggest fights, biggest pay. It's a lot of exposure to everything you want. Yeah, to ring train board. So yeah, of course, it's a dream to fight not. But it's not only just that, there's uh, uh, O'Hara Davies, as you said, or there's Terry Flanning, or there's Maurice uh, Hooker. Mm. There's, a, there's a lot of big fights out there, like a, like a huge fight. I'd love to, to shut up on my piece, uh, O'Hara Davies. So, so you like O'Hara? I'd like to get that. 
you'd like fight, you'd like to fight O'Hara Davis next, is it? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, when he's been shouting his wee mouth off about jagging about me and yeah, um, it's been it's been ongoing for the last year too. So oh, okay. I'd like to finally get that out the way. Yeah, you know, we've got a bit of uh, history of O'Hara Davis. You know, who's our very first live guest um, when he. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he won this WBC silver belt or something at Wembley, and he was getting he was getting a lot of criticism at the time when he went twelve rounds, and it was our first ever guess. Yeah, yeah, I think I think I think the build up to that would be fantastic, Tyrone. I think it makes for a great fight that fight. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, I mean, did you see? Yeah, 100%. The, did you see? Did you see the Flanagan fight with Hooker? Did you watch that at all? Do you know what? I don't even. I don't know where. Then it was it was somewhere. I don't know where it was. I don't know where it was at a wedding. So I couldn't even watch it. Yeah, yeah. And then he got beat. So I didn't even watch it. Nah. Yeah. Well, Fair enough. If you had, I would have asked you what would you do differently. But I can't really ask you that anymore. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> nah. I was. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Um, yeah, Tyrone, it's been an absolute pleasure having you uh, on the show yeah, today. Well, and um, honestly, wish you the uh, all the best for this weekend. And uh, yeah, most yeah. importantly, just that you and Jack come out in good health and uh, that everything goes smoothly yeah. on the night. And, and same here, same, yeah. same here, Tyrone. You and Jack are both quality guys, man. I don't, and I don't see either one of you lose. Um, wish, wish the best, <laughs> best of luck for both of you. And hopefully next Thank time, you you, next time you play James Brown. <laughs> well, well All right, man. Man, Tyrone, Cheers. cheers. All the care, best, man. mate. Thank you. Right. Right. Right, guys. That was our second guest, Tyrone McKenna. I can still see we've got lots of callers on the line, so I'm gonna put some more through. So we've got, uh, we've got. I was gonna put through two eight seven, but I know that's Tom's mum, and she does not want to. Mum showing love. Mum <laughs> showing love. So go to nine eight five nine eight five. Yeah, hello, hello. Sorry, it's is that five six one? Hello, nine eight five nine eight five. Hello, Dan. hello. Who, who, hello, it, how are we doing? Daniel. Is that Daniel? How are we doing, fellas? How's it going, Dan? Dan, Dan I need. Uh, listen, I need the update on Nigeria, Argentina. What's going on? I'm not watching it, mate. I'm on what? the grindstone, mate. I don't know. I ain't got a clue what's going on. Oh <laughs> man, come on. Anyway, what's going on? What do you want to talk I'm about? On, I'm on the I'm on the grindstone, just like you, mate. So uh, I ain't got time at the moment to look at the scores. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see. What's going on? What do you want to talk about, mate? It's one-one. Mate, it's one-one. Argentina this, going now. One-one, is it? Yeah, the Argentina okay, in my sweepstakes. All right. All right. Yeah, anyway. All right, well, anyway, come on, Nigeria, anyway. Yeah. Hopefully, Nigeria can do it and go through. And go through, mate, yeah. Um, you know I'm one percent Nigerian, yeah, Dan? You know that, yeah? Yeah, yeah, I know that, yeah. yeah I know yeah, that. Yeah. We've done DNA tests. I'm only almost... about a quarter percent Nigerian, Dan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. All right, all right. Nice one, fellas. Right, so what uh, do we talk about, Dan? Martin Murray. Yeah, Martin Murray. Well, Martin Murray, good, good win for him over on the weekend, didn't it? Yeah, he was, he was. Good weekend. Um, do you feel sorry for what happened with your, you know, your Billy Joe Saunders is your favourite fighter? We all know this, you know, how, you know, justify that, justify what Billy Joe done. I don't done. know about, I don't know, I don't know about favourite fighter. He's your favourite fighter, fighter yeah, Dan. You know, you do. I don't know about favourite, mate. But, no. but anyway, um, do you, do you think um, this fight should happen between Murray and uh, 
Saunders. I'm hearing something about the girl and Saunders. What do you reckon? You reckon that would happen, or would you would you like to see the girl and Saunders? Yeah, I would. I, I mean, mean, I think, your, I, think we, I mean, we've discussed this before in our show. You know, I think that's a cracking fight. You know. Um, you know, we discussed Degel fighting Chris Eubank Jr. We think that's also a cracking fight, um, and it looks like you know that's a very possible fight. You know, for, you know, I think I think Frank Warren still might have some kind of deal with James Degel. James Degel is definitely not with any other promoters, as far as, as I'm aware. So that that kind of Frank Warren's been talking about it. And uh, to be honest, you know, I think the honesty is, you know, Billy Joe Saunders thought he was going to get a shot at Golovkin, and that's why I think the injury was just faked, right? So he's now hasn't had a fight in. Nearly a Gene? year, right? Gene? You know, and uh, he, he needs a fight, mate. Nothing. You know, so that makes complete Gene. sense. Tom? Yeah, I agree, yeah. I think. Yeah, I'm here, I'm here, I'm listening. Yeah, yeah so we're just saying about, um, yeah, pretend, yeah, we can hear. Yeah, so we're just. Uh, hello. Yeah, hello. hello, can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you, I can hear you. Yeah, so we're just um, talking. Hello. Yeah, so we're just talking about um, so yeah, potential uh, DeGale Saunders, potential DeGale Eubank. Are those fights you'd like to see, Dan? I would like to see um, Billy Joe Saunders up against DeGale. Yes, I would. Um, be an interesting fight that I think he'd win. Mm, yeah. Dan, listen, mate, we've got yeah. two callers on the line and I'm going to put them through because we're going to close the show then in about 10 minutes, mate. Thank you so much again for calling in, mate. Really appreciate the support. Anytime, anytime, Thank you, mate. man. Take Thank care. you very much. You too. Cheers. All right. Bye-bye. So I see we've got 860 on the line. I believe that's Paul. 860, 860. Hello, mate. You all right? How's hey, it going, hey, Paul? How you doing, Paul? How's it going? Yeah, I'm good, are you? Yeah, good. What do you want to talk about? Hey, it's boxing at the weekend, really. Yeah. Uh, I, was, I was probably most impressed with Dubois. Yeah. Like, I know, I know. We've had people going in with him who he's just been knocking over and knocking out. But yeah. Tom Little, Tom Little's quite tough, and he presented him with different problems. And yeah. he just looked so composed, didn't rush anything. Yeah. Just picked his shots, looked looked for his shots, and then when the knockout come, it come. Yeah. And yeah. I just think if he progresses at that rate, then he's twenty year old at the moment. By the time he's 25, 20, 26, he could be. The man in the division. Yeah, yeah. I think it's highly likely he's going to be one of the top contenders. And you know, we didn't not even five, six years. Within three to four years, he's going to be like a serious, serious player in the heavyweight division. You know, um, what do you think about the whole Wilder, WBA, Joshua situation? What well, what's a bit of a piss take with that is that Hen for months has tried to like uh, try to negate any positive talk about it, like. He's trying to he's trying to bullshit his way into it. If he'd have just been up up front and straight and said, "Listen, it's going to be Povetkin first, then we're going to go with Wilder," fair enough. Then you know the timeline of the fight then. But he hasn't he hasn't done that. He's he's took the piss and tried to say he's making a Wilder fight, trying to make them look like idiots, calling Shelley Finkel Shirley. He's just a bit of a knob, isn't he? Yeah. And uh, how frustrating has that process been for you, like, from a fan's perspective, Paul? Obviously, realistically now, we're not going to see the Joshua Wilder fight probably happen, you know, earliest maybe December, but not even till probably next year. How frustrating has that process been from a fan's perspective? Very, because how often do you get a chance of all four heavyweight belts being on the line at once? It, it, 
by the, by the time that comes round, they'll probably both had another fight each, which they could lose because Povetkin's no pushover. You seen him spark David, David Price out. He was he was just clean out on his feet. If he catches AJ with someone like that, he could put him out as well. I just can't and see then, it though. I mean, obviously, mate, you know, did you watch the Klitschko fight with Povetkin? Yeah. Klitschko manhandled him but exactly you know he just manhandled and bullied him he literally was like man against boy that's what's going to happen here he's going to apply the same tactics isn't he I mean AJ is probably five yeah. six inches bigger than him taller than him you know he's going to manhandle him mate you won't be able to come close comes close he's just going to just lean on him that's it that's all he's going to do he's going to knock him out you know I can't see it yeah I reckon boy. I reckon that that will happen but it's another fight in the way isn't it you know it's I I I just hope it goes to Persbiz. I hope it goes to Persbiz, and I hope it fight ends up in Russia, <laughs> and I hope it goes on to points because that would be very interesting. And do you think, uh, Paul, that obviously if the Povetkin fight does happen first, that there is an element of you know Joshua overlooking Povetkin? You know, obviously he's demanding the Wilder fight. You know, Hearn's been giving him sort of information, probably that's kind of you know sidetracked that fight from happening with all the uh, shenanigans that's happened between the two camps. But do you think there's an element of overlooking um, Povetkin if this fight happens first? Always, because if if it's correct that uh, what I saw on Twitter earlier that the signed the fight's already signed for next April, then he's already going to be thinking of Wilder. He's already going to be thinking that big fight, that fight that's worth six. 60 million, 100 million, whatever it, whatever it comes up to. He's, he's already going to be looking ahead to that. Yeah, cool. Um, so, what did you think about the weekend's fights, mate? Did you just round up the weekend's fights? This weekend, probably what I'm most looking forward to is, obviously, you've seen the article I've done on Taylor McGoldrick. Uh, I'm looking forward to watching him. He sounds like a, a big heavy hitter. Yeah. But probably the one I'm most looking forward to is the Catterall McKenna one because that's so evenly matched that it's it depends what you like. Tyrone McKenna, big, tall, awkward. Jack Catterall, skillful, great on the inside. Just depends who imposes their fight. Okay. Uh, anything else? Anything else you want to talk about? Yeah, just uh, just a cheeky little plug here. Yeah. Crunk, uh, Crunk Cloven sent me a couple of t-shirts, so I'd just like to thank thank them for that. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, Paul, Paul, thank you very much for dialing in again. We're going to start wrapping up the show. Um, you know, um, any, any any last things you want to say? No, that's all. Thank you, Woody. Cool. No worries, Paul. All the best, mate. So everyone, thank you very much for joining Cheers. again. Most appreciated. Don't forget to download the show on iTunes. And the show is, uh, you know, don't follow, forget to follow us on social media. Make sure you subscribe to all our social media outlets at Raps on TV on Instagram, at Raps on TV on Twitter. Make sure you uh, have a look at the recent articles that uh, members of the team have been doing. Paul did a cracking article um, there for Taylor McGoldrick, as we just mentioned. Uh, we're looking to, you know, take things to the next level, digital content, bringing on massive uh, stars of the, uh, the sport onto the platform and yeah just uh, going from strength to strength for now thank you very much everyone
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.